Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points.
Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Off Limits. Thanks for joining me tonight on Game Ass. It's been a while since I've done a Game Ass show. I think it's been a while. I, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I do shows. I do so many different types of shows. I never remember. But anyway, it's Sunday, so it's Game Ass time. So here we are. Welcome if you're listening to the show. Thank you for joining me uh, tonight live. By the way, if you want to check me out, you can always go to offlimitsshow.com. You can also listen to the show there live if you click on the Listen Live button at the top in the menu. And you can always comment on a show if you have a comment on it on there as well as on Facebook, on Twitter, and on uh, Spreaker.com. So you can find me a lot of places, and those are some of the places you can find me. <clears throat> so there's been a lot going on this week in gay, the gay world, gay news, gay culture, etc., and one of the things I wanted to talk about was the, um, well, first of all, let me tell you about my, my, my Valentine's Day. I had Valentine's Day, um, you know, Friday, of course, just like everybody else yesterday, technically two days ago. Um, and we went, we went to try this, uh, new, this new thing I thought it'd be fun to do. You know, every year we go to like some fancy restaurant, whatever, and, um, for our anniversary and for Valentine's Day, whatever. <clears throat> and this year we wanted to do that, but I was going to do something different. I wanted to try this restaurant called Technique here in Dallas. And it's actually part of the Le Cordon Bleu School, which is a culinary institute here. And it's all over the country. They have places all over the world, actually. And anyway, so we went there. And so what it is, is you go there and um, it's a four-star meal, four-course, four-star meal. Um, and the food is amazing. Um, but it's it's done by students in competition. So, um, you know, the service may be spotty or whatever or whatever, you know, we didn't really have high expectations, but we went and we had four course meal and we had wine pairing with each meal. Now, if you listen to my show, you know that I am a lightweight <laughs> when it comes to drinking alcohol. My limit for almost anything is two. So it's two margaritas. It's two glasses of wine. Um, beer is a little different, maybe three, three beers or so, but, uh, two, whatever it's usually two. And so since the meal, each course came with its own, um, own wine, uh, pairing, <clears throat> um, you know, each of us had four glasses of wine by the end of the night, even though the there was tons of food and the food was fucking amazing, by the way, it was amazing. And the wine was amazing. And actually I'm going to get all four bottles of wine that I got there cause they were so good. But anyway, um, so we were snookered by the time we left. <laughs> we were so like, Ugh. um, but we had a really fun time and, uh, really connected and everything that day. So it was a really good day. Um, so I just want to tell you about that and I hope you had a great Valentine's day and I hope that you had somebody to share it with. If you didn't have someone to share it with, um, I'm sure you shared it with yourself and, um, <laughs> maybe you had sex alone. That's fine too. That's what you got to do when you're single. Um, if you're not, dating somebody or going to hook up with someone, right? But, you know, whatever you did, I hope you had a great day. So anyway, in the gay news world, we have a lot of things to talk about. First of all, I wanted to talk about um, Dale Hansen. And Dale Hansen is the sportscaster here in Dallas, Texas, on the channel that I watch, the news channel I watch on uh, WFAA Channel 8 News. And he is um, now pretty much world famous um, and was tr trending on Facebook as number one for days until um, Ellen Page came out, which we'll talk about next. Um, but he um, had something to say about um, the NFL and um, um, Michael, um, what is his name? Um, Michael Sam, who's a Missouri All-American defensive end uh, in football. And he's our sportscaster, by the way, Dale Hansen here in Dallas. Anyway, so in Dallas, you know, we are filled with a bunch of um, white 
Anglo-Saxon Protestant male rednecks, <laughs> old men who don't like anything different than they were raised with or whatever. Um, hey, John, how are you? Hey. Um, so it's a little different here um, when we uh, we see that kind of thing because because people expect them to think the way that most of them think, which is really bigoted backwater redneck idiocy about gays. And so I wanted to play, it's only two minutes, two minutes long, uh, the clip of what he said about this particular um, situation, because it applies, um, you know, in broad strokes across the entire community, the gay community, as well as this specific uh, situation, um, as well as just uh, other situations, as well as racism, etc. So I think it's interesting, and I think you should listen to it. So be right back right after this. Defensive player of the year and expected to be a third to fifth round pick in the NFL draft tells the world he's gay. The best defensive player in college football's best conference, only a third to fifth round NFL pick? Really? That is shocking. And I guess that other thing is too. Michael Sam would be the first openly gay player in the NFL, says he knows there will be problems and they've already started. Several NFL officials telling Sports Illustrated it will hurt him on draft day because a gay player wouldn't be welcome in an NFL locker room. It would be uncomfortable because that's a man's world. You beat a woman and drag her down a flight of stairs, pulling her hair out by the roots, you're the fourth guy taken in the NFL draft. You kill people while driving drunk, that guy's welcome. Players caught in hotel rooms with illegal drugs and prostitutes, we know they're welcome. Players accused of rape and pay the woman to go away. You lie to police trying to cover up a murder, we're comfortable with that. You love another man, well now you've gone too far. It wasn't that long ago when we were being told that black players couldn't play in our games because it would be uncomfortable. And even when they finally could, it took several more years before a black man played quarterback because we weren't comfortable with that either. So many of the same people who used to make that argument and the many who still do are the same people who say government should stay out of our lives but then want government in our bedrooms. I've never understood how they feel comfortable laying claim to both sides of that argument. I'm not always comfortable when a man tells me he's gay. I don't understand his world, but I do understand that he's part of mine. Civil rights activist Audre Lorde said, it is not our differences that divide us, it is our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. We've always been able to recognize them. Some of us accept them. And I want to believe that there will be a day when we do celebrate them. I don't know if that day's here yet. I guess we're about to find out. But when I listen to Michael Sam, I do think it's time to celebrate him now. So that was Dale Hansen from WFAA here in Dallas. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> what did I just do? Oh my God, I hit something. I'm so sorry. What did I do? There we go. Sorry. I hit the wrong button there. Anyway, that was um, that was Dale Hansen from uh, WFAA Channel 8 News here in Dallas. And he, um, surprisingly, was on the side of gay rights for this. And the reason it was surprising for most people is because, as I said, he's like a typical old white guy here in Dallas. But I've been watching him since I was a kid growing up. He's always been real nice and everything else and very um, affable or whatever, very outspoken. So anyway, the man said this, and he got so much mail about it. He got... 98% of the mail, though, he got was positive. And he was surprised that so many people were um, taken aback by it because he is very pretty much open-minded, as you can tell. Well, well, he had a lot of great points to make. And, you know, it's okay for, you know, 
these players to do all these other horrible things. For example, like he said, you know, uh, murder or be on trial for murder or beating up their girlfriends or their wives or um, cheating on them or whatever the case may be. And all these things are acceptable uh, of, of these football players, but mm, a gay guy is not. And so the hypocrisy that he illustrated by this was great because it proves that these people are basically hypocritical. And it's, of course, what I talk about on my show all of the time. The hypocrisy of the, the people who who say, oh, gays shouldn't have civil rights. It's not the same thing as blacks in uh, the 60s. It's not the same thing as women in suffrage or whatever. It's not the same thing, blah, blah, blah. It is the same thing. It is all the same fucking thing. So I am incredibly um, happy that he came out and said this. And so he was actually on the Ellen show and he was on um, all, he's been all over the national media as a result of it. So I'm very proud that this man is from Dallas, Texas, where I'm from, born and raised. And I'm glad that he actually is um, um, on the right side of history. Are you on the right side of history? Most people who listen to the show, I'm sure are. But those of you, if you know people who aren't, I think maybe you should let them listen to that video or, or at least send a link to them or something, because I think it's very enlightening. Okay. And then we have um, Ellen Page, as I said, just came out. Ellen Page, uh, the actress, she was in Juno, you know. Um, now, everybody's always known, I think, that she's a lesbian. I mean, I've always known she's a lesbian. You can look at her and tell she's a lesbian. She looks like a lesbian, <laughs> you know. And uh, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that, um, of her not necessarily coming out sooner. But I think that, you know, people are praising her for coming out and how brave she is, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know how brave it is. I, I, I kind of have mixed emotions about it because if you are a famous movie star, you're highly, you know, and she's not like, you know, A-list, A-list or anything. She's, I guess she is A-list, but she's not like A-A-list, you know, like, I don't know, Cole Kidman or Meryl Streep or something like that. She's like, you know, up there. Anyway, so she had something to lose because she is a well-known actress and she gets paid uh, for doing, you know, what she does. But is it really that brave when you have waited until after you've made all of your money, until you've waited until after you've already made a bazillion movies and you, your career is established to actually come out? Um, and so I, people have made that point to me, and I, I understand that point um, because I agree with it to an extent. But I also understand that if you're her age, for example, if, you, if she were not a famous person, if she were just anybody else in the world and were not uh, a movie star um, – in her twenties, it's very normal for men and women not to come out until their twenties. Um, you know, it's more typical than it is to come out like 14 when I did. So it's much more, it's much more common. So she, just because she happens to be a famous actress and chose to come out later after she made her fortune, um, just happened to coincide with the fact that she started acting when she was young and 16 or whatever. And as she aged, you know, she decided to come out and be true to herself. So I don't necessarily think that it always reflects. I think sometimes it does. I think that it does sometimes reflect that. I think sometimes people do want to make their fortune and do want to be sure that they have stability before they come out. And I don't think I can hold that against them. Um, is it brave to do that? No, I think that's the, the exception I have to it is just call it brave. But to say that they shouldn't do that, I think is wrong too. I mean, if it were me, if I were a famous actor or something, <clears throat> I would have come out 
when I was, <laughs> I would have been out of the closet. Yeah, here I am, you know, from the beginning, because that's just the way I am, <clears throat> regardless, you know, of whatever the consequences may have been to my career. That's just who I am. But not everyone is that courageous or brave. Um, most people probably would have done like she did. So I don't really hold it against her at all. I think that um, the fact that she came out at all is to be lauded. And I think the fact that she has been, um, has been so, um, you know, comfortable coming out now, uh, after she's reached her fame has a bigger impact than if she had done it when she were a nobody, so to speak. So, um, good for her. And I'm glad that she came out because I think it's a wonderful thing. So going to take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about, um, the Kansas bill that's on, that's up for, uh, decision in Kansas, uh, as well as, um, some other things. And then we're gonna take calls. So I'll be right back after this. Don't go away.
All right, so that was Loving You by Christine W. A good song I rediscovered recently. It's from like 1990, or excuse me, 1999 or 2000 or something like that. Great song. Hope you enjoyed it. So anyway, um, before we start to take calls, I wanted to actually um, talk about the Kansas uh, bill that's on the, uh, it's, it's called the House Bill, Kansas House Bill 2453. Um, which it says is seeking to protect religious entities. Um, but in reality, this bill would permit widespread discrimination against LGBT Kansans. It says if Kansans were to adopt this law, any individual who objected to same-sex relationships could refuse to provide services and employment benefits to same-sex couples and could ignore all same-sex relationships. The, those services could include everything from restaurant service for anniversary celebration to adoption, hospital decision-making, access to homeless shelters and tax assistance, and can impinge upon nearly every area of a couple's lives. No state in the country has a law like this, and it's virtually limitless in its scope. As written, this bill would be a significant burden on companies that want to operate without a constant threat of liability and litigation. For example, it could also allow an employer to violate company policy by refusing to provide benefits to employees. An employer would have no recourse and potentially face employee attrition and even backlash from customers. The businesses may even be on the hook for unwittingly violating federal laws that require equal treatment of all married couples. So, um, can anyone say Jim Crow? I mean, seriously, does anyone know what Jim Crow is? Those of you people out there, you know, Jim Crow was, if you don't know the set of laws in the South that basically oppressed blacks and said they couldn't vote or if they did vote, it was a poll tax or they had to do this blah, 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 blah. and they couldn't marry or be around white people and they had to have separate but equal and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Can we um, say, you know, gay crow? I don't know what we're going to call this, but this is ridiculous in 2014 that people are still trying to segregate people and to, uh, by the, by law, I mean, um, based on their sexual orientation now. So it's so true to me, you know, people are just fucking ignorant and afraid. I mean, that's all it is. That's all that it is. They're ignorant and they're afraid and they don't even know they're ignorant. That's what it means to be ignorant. When you're ignorant, you don't know you're ignorant. You just are stupid (laughs) or you're ignorant because you don't know any better. So, I mean, that's, what's, that's, what's frightening about it is these people, um, and even if they do know better, they're doing it anyway because they don't, they have such hatred in, uh, for we gay people, like we're going to take over the world and, you know, just destroy it. When in reality, there's far more heterosexual people in this world than there are gay people. There's maybe one, two percent of the population are, are gay, um, they say. Uh, and the fact is that um, gays are not going to, you know, and gays are, are products of heterosexual marriages. It's not, you know, people are always saying, oh, gay parenting, for example. Oh my God, you can't have gay parents because they're going to produce gay kids. They're going to have gay children or whatever. Really? Well, how do you explain all the fucking heterosexuals having gay kids? You know, pretty much almost everybody, you know, I'd say 99.9% of the people who have been born ever have had heterosexual parents <laughs> somewhere or another, you know, before test tube babies began to happen or whatever, especially. So I, I just think that it's, um, I think that's just ridiculous. In this day and age, we still have that kind of bullshit going on, but you know, it is what it is. I, I guess people are, um, just fucking stupid. What else is new, right? Uh, anyway, there was a, um, hold on. Where is it? Da, 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 da. Um, 
where is it? I had something on here. Oh, speaking of that and the laws and everything else, you know, it's T- Ted Cruz, by the way, he's a Texas senator. He's a Tea Party dumbass idiot who was elected as Texas senator here from Texas or whatever. Um, he wants to bring back the bill, the DOMA bill. He's an idiot. Um, that's not going to happen. Um, and then also people on Fox News are so completely fucking crazy, going crazy over Facebook's new gender identity options. If you haven't heard, Facebook now has the option when you select your sex, if it's not male or female, to select other. And under others, like 50 different options. And the options are like crazy weird. But I mean, I guess it just depends on how you define yourself. When I say weird, I just mean they're just different. Um, So like, for example, if you're, you know, obvious ones like, you know, if you're transsexual. So if you're transgendered male, transgendered female, if you're intersexed, if you're um, if you're, uh, there was one on there, like, I can't remember all of them. They were all so weird. Some of them were weird, like words I'd never heard before. Let me see if I can look it up. Facebook, uh, sex, what should I say? Uh, gender identity, gender options, because they were fucking weird and crazy. Um, let's see if it's, there was a list. Here it is. Here they are. This is the list of the 58 gender options that are available. And I want you to tell me if you've ever heard of some of these that I've never heard of. And I'm pretty, pretty hip about sexual gender identity and things like that. But I don't, um, I certainly don't, uh, know everything obviously, but you know, um, fuck what happened to it? I lost the page. God damn it. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is not a good day for me. Facebook gender options. Let's try this one more time. Okay, here we go. So they have they have um, they have a gender. This is what they, this is what they mean, by the way. They have a gender, a g e n d e r, someone who does not identify with any sort of gender identity. They have androgynous or androgynous, someone who nev- neither neither identifies with nor presents as a man or a woman, being androgynous basically. By gender, someone who identifies as both a man and a woman. I guess that would be someone who would be considered quote unquote a hermaphrodite. I don't know. Uh, a cis CIS, all of these terms capture that a, per, that a person is not trans or does not have a gender diverse identity or presentation. Cis female, a female who identifies as a woman has a feminine gender identity. Cis male, a male who identifies as a man has masculine gender identity. And then cis man, cis woman, cisgender, cisgender female, cisgender male, cisgender man, cisgender woman. Oh my God. My mind's about to explode. Then they have female to male transsexual. They have gender fluid, someone who, whose gender identity and presentation are not confined to only one gender category. They have gender nonconforming, someone who looks and or behaves in ways that doesn't conform to or atypical of society's expectations of how they should look or perform. Oh my God, I didn't come on getting there. Gender questioning, someone who may be questioning their gender or gender identity. Gender variant, an umbrella term that refers to anyone whom for any reason, does not have a cisgender or cisgender identity, whatever that means. Gender queer, someone who identifies outside of or wishes to challenge the two-gender man-woman system, may identify as multiple genders, a combination of genders, or between genders. Intersex, gender refers to someone whose chromosome, gonads, ovaries, or testes, hormonal profiles, and anatomy do not conform to the expected configurations of either male typical or male female typical bodies. Male to female, a trans person whom was assigned male sex uh, and now lives as a woman and has feminine gender identity. Neither, not putting label on one's gender. Almost done. Neutros, neutrois, an umbrella term 
within the bigger umbrella terms of transgender or genderqueer includes people who do not identify within the binary gendered system, which would be man or woman. <laughs> According to Neutra.com, some common Neutra identities include agender, neither gender, and genderless. Non-binary, similar to genderqueer, this is a way of describing one's gender as outside of two genders, other, choosing not to provide a commonly recognized label. Pan-gender, pan means every or all. Transgender, of course, we know what that means. And then we have trans, and then we have transsexual person, transgender, 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 transmasculine, transfeminine, two-spirit. Two-spirit says this term likely originated with the Zuni tribe of North America, though two-spirit persons have been documented in numerous tribes. Native Americans, whom have both masculine and feminine characteristics and presentations, have distinct roles in their tribes, and they are seen as a third gender. So that is all of the freaking things they have. And drag queen is not an option, John, no, <laughs> by the way. So I don't, know, uh, I don't know what they would fit in there. But anyway, it's really crazy. And so I think it's great, and I applaud them for doing that because it really is all-encompassing, and I think that it's wonderful. I think it's important to be all encompassing, but can you imagine having all of those, those options on like a, the census form or, or like you're going to the, to the DMV or DPS or something for your car registration you have to put your male or female or whatever your thing might say on your, your uh, license. I mean, it's crazy, but I, I'm all for it. I just think it's a little, um, I think they went a little too specific. You know what I mean? They just could have been just done queer and I don't know what the fuck to say, but anyway. All right. Going to take one more break, come back and we're going to take calls. So if you want to call into the show, the number is 214-377-0481 or you can call using Skype for free. You can use uh, Skype for free by calling uh, uh, my Skype, which is off limits show. And then um, we'll wrap up, wrap up the show after that. We'll be right back after this.
All right, so we're back. Um, by the way, I want to remind everybody to, if you're interested, <clears throat> to be sure and check out the Off Limits show on Sunday, March 2nd at 10 p.m. Uh, for Gay Mass. We're going to have our our uh, our um, guest, uh, Coco Peru, on the show, uh, finally, um, after we had a reschedule from last month when she was sick. Uh, so if you want to listen to that show, be sure you go to offlimitshow.com and uh, you can listen to the show live there. You can listen to it on Spreaker.com live, or you can also be sure and go to Facebook, register on there uh, for the event. Just say going, click on going. If you're not a friend of mine already, just make sure you add me as a friend on there and uh, click on going. And uh, I'll be sure to enter you into the contest to win the free DVD girls will be girls. And then also on um, Sunday, March 9th, a uh, couple weeks after that, uh, we're going to have uh, Jack McEnroth uh, interview. Uh, we're going to have him live on the show. He was um, a contestant on uh, Project Runway, and actually a very well, he's actually very well-rounded uh, individual. He does fashion design, and he has a website for people who are HIV positive. He himself is HIV positive and is very open about that. And um, he has a dating site for people who are HIV positive to date one another, which I think is great, um, or people who aren't. So I think it's wonderful. Uh, anyway, so March 9th at 6 p.m., I'll be interviewing him, and he'd be happy to uh, talk to you as well if you want to ask him questions, whatever. So be sure to check that out as well. So um, if anybody wants to call in, now's the time if you want to call in. Before I go, I wanted to also say that um, the... Um, speaking of HIV, by the way, there was an article I mentioned before uh, about how weed can block HIV spread. Seriously, it can block the spread of HIV. So if you're HIV positive out there, um, you might want to start uh, toking out because <laughs> apparently somehow it, 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 it does something to the T cells or something and it makes it, it can't replicate. I don't know. It's something I read it. I read the article a few days ago, but, uh, it's, it's something that you might want to look into if you are HIV positive. And speaking of that, there's still, I think a, um, you know, still a stigma about people who are HIV positive. I want to talk about, about that with, um, Jack McEnroth when we interview him. Um, I am not HIV positive, but I, but I have had, I have had friends and have friends who are, and, um, I've dated people who are, and I think it's definitely, um, an undeserved stigma. I think the stigma that happened as a result of the early eighties, you know, when everybody was dying from it and how horrible it, it looks as a result of it because of your immune system being depleted. Uh, it's, uh, gotten a really bad rap. And, you know, I think that now people are realizing that people live along, they can live a long life, healthy life now, um, equal with that of people, those of us who are not HIV positive. Um, so I think you need to be, cons be considerate of people who are, Oh, so we've got a caller. Let's see who this is. You're on the air. This is Donovan. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Hi. Hi. Who's this? It's John. Hey, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on with you tonight? Nothing. I'm so glad I could finally, finally finally get on the show and talk to you <laughs> <laughs> i know i've been trying for so long to get you on the show i know are you i know what are you doing tonight it's saturday night so what's going on with you well i actually worked an 11 hour shift today at work because of the crazy snowstorms that hit here in georgia what's that like anyway i've, um, heard, I've heard about that well the snow's actually gone now it's there are still small patches you know on the sides of the roads and stuff but 
it was this time around. It was much, much better. Um, the governor and the mayor of Atlanta, <clears throat> they were all prepared. much more prepared. <laughs> um, the previous one, we were basically the laughing stock of the United States. I know. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad because I feel so bad because I talked about it on one of my shows and I was making fun of all the people out there in the deep south about the snow and but i didn't realize how how bad it was i just thought oh it's snowing no it was like monster storm right yeah yeah well it, in my opinion it wasn't a monster storm there was like maybe an inch or two of oh. ice and snow but that's all it takes to wipe out the entire you know state of georgia <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> well the problem so, was but, wasn't the problem mostly like the infrastructure and stuff like that i mean like the the power lines and going down and traffic and it wasn't that the issue or what was the issue? well it was mainly traffic um because once it started snowing it started snowing about 12 in the afternoon and then everyone left schools started closing and businesses were closing and everyone left from work so um our one of our major highways was completely shut down like there was a stance so it was a parking lot oh i live about an an hour or 45 minutes away from where I worked in Midtown Atlanta. And it took me five hours to get home. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. It was awful. And people were like abandoning their cars. Probably running out of gas too. Yeah. It was crazy. And then I heard a story of one lady, she was trying to get 10 miles down the highway and it took her 23 hours. Oh car for my God. Are you serious? Yeah. 23 hours? I'm, I'm dead serious. It was ridiculous. And it was really nice though, because um, a whole bunch of people like got in their four wheel drive Jeeps and trucks and all that kind of stuff. And we're like taking people food and water. Aww. So it was, it was nice to hear that, but it was crazy. It's just like, a little, a little precipitation and cold weather, and you can shut down all of Georgia. That's just hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's funny, but it's not. But yeah. It's not supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> but this time around, it was a lot worse, and no one, like, no one went to work. No one did anything. <laughs> so the roads oh, wow. were like it was like a ghost town in the whole state. So. Wow. Well, at least you're okay. I mean, so you said you were working 11 hours. Were you like shoveling snow or what were you, I mean, what were you doing? No, no. Um, I'm actually, I work for a company. We, it's a document scanning and management company. I'm the project supervisor. Okay. So I was just trying to make up my time for missing days this week because of the snowstorm. Oh, I see. So, well, good yeah, for you. I spent <laughs> most of my Saturday there today. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fun. That sucks. Well, it's okay. I'm kind of saving my time for next week anyway. So. Your birthday, right? Yes, it is. I'm very excited. You could be 22 years old. Do you know that 22, I mean, for me at least, was an amazing year. So I hope yours is just as great as mine was. It was wonderful. You know what? I think it will, um, although money seems to be strapped, but I've well, yeah. you know, read my numerology chart, and this is supposed to be the year that I'm just to really hunker down and be um, consistent with my money. So I'll probably splurge this upcoming weekend, but then after that, I'm kind of just, you know, trying to keep it settled. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, it's normal for a 22 year old not to have much money. So you're, I mean, trust yeah. me, unless you're just like <laughs> parents are taking care of you or you have a sugar daddy or something. So I, mean, no, just, <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty normal. It's typical. Were you the one that kept asking me, you wanted me to do your reading or whatever? Or was it somebody yeah, else? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was you. Oh, I can do it if you want. I, it, I'm not warmed up, but I can, if you want me to, I can. You want me to see? Yeah, amazing? absolutely. I would love it. Okay. Well, let me um, put you on hold for just a minute and play play a song okay. real quick, and then I'll come back and I'll um, I'll uh, read do your reading for you. Let me find something to play. Okay, be right back. Awesome. Okay, thanks. When this test is at end, 
So I'm back. Sorry about that. I I just played the I played the song that the first song that I saw on my switchboard. Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to play such a sad song there. Anyway, so um, uh, okay, so let's see what you want. What do you want to know? What's the question you have? Uh, well, it's kind of difficult because I have a lot of questions, but I think um, I think we'll focus on romance and love tonight. Okay. All right. Let me see here. Uh, you want to look towards what particular period of time, like the next year or next six months or what? Um, well, I, 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 I like to think long-term. So let's, let, yeah, let's do within the next year or so. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Well, just think about your love life and think about your, um, uh, love life and tell me when to stop shuffling. Okay. I'm gonna start shuffling. You just tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. Well, that was fast. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Did you just break up with somebody? Um, well, it looks like you just broke up with not, somebody. Uh, well, wait, let me just tell you what it says, and then you can tell me what you okay. think, okay? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So the first card is the uh, the Two of Cups. Uh, reversed and right side up the two of cups is an amazing card for relationships or whatever, but yours is uh, reversed. Um, Mm -hmm. And so uh, usually that means two of cups reverse is typically a breakup of some sort of a partnership or romantic partnership. So um, the end of a relationship basically is what it means or rejection or something like that. So um, in the recent past, you've had some sort of rejection or some sort of troubled relationship or something with somebody that you were with or that you wanted to be with. Um, or it could represent just someone from your past, like an ex. But anyway, and then we have right now, uh, in the present t- time frame, we have the fool card. And the fool card is doesn't mean you're stupid or whatever. It just means you're kind of naive and starting out uh, new. But yours is reversed. So because it's reversed, it does mean that. <laughs> Normally it wouldn't, but uh, it's reversed. So it kind of means like being impulsive or, or whatever. It kind of warns you against taking risks unless you really carefully consider the situation at hand. So mm-hmm. um, right now there's some situation you're in. It, it's saying some situation that you're in that is somehow... Um, um, just basically kind of remember that this, that, that, that infatuation is not the same thing as love. So don't be, yeah. don't be taken back by somebody that you think you're in love with and just put all your ba- eggs in one basket because it's probably not, um, the wisest thing to do. It's someone who's probably not very committed to you either. The next one is a uh, page of cups, um, which is the near future. Uh, a page of cups is something that's really more about, um, someone who's kind of, um, um, usually he's got a lot of, he's got a lot to offer, but, uh, unfortunately this time your, your card is right side up. So that's good. But he's somebody who is, um, represent representative in your particular case of a new friendship. So, or new love. So you do have someone coming into your life in the future. Uh, and I'd say in the next, um, 
this is the next year. So within the next, the, within the next 12 months, but I would say probably sooner than later, but, um, you do have someone coming into your life in the near future, someone who's kind of quiet, introspective and not real, um, necessarily outgoing and like crazy, like, wow, they're just sort of like, you know, yeah, <laughs> you no. know what I mean? And so, yeah. um, they're more kind of laid back or whatever. Um, but it's somebody who you actually would have a really good, um, you're going to have a really good relationship with. So it's good. Somebody's kind of artistic and gentle, um, the page of cups is someone who's sort of like, uh, just loving, not aggressive. I don't know how else to explain them, but it, it's the starting of a new relationship or emotional tie. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And then you have the death card, which is your overarching, uh, card for this entire reading, but it's reversed. Um, so you've got, uh, in the death card, you know, um, in that situation means basically that you're kind of, um, starting, uh, over, but it's not, how do I say this? you're kind of like um, resisting the necessary changes that you need to make. So right side up, the death card would mean change or drastic change in your life, major transformation. But since yours is reversed, it's meaning sort of just staying in the same situation, fear of letting go of something um, and not allowing yourself to kind of grow and blossom. So I don't know if that's related to the first card about some past relationship or present relationship, um, but it's saying that you're, you're hanging on to some, old way of thinking about love that you need to let go of in order to gain this new one. Then we have three cards left. We have uh, the King of Swords card. The King of Swords is not a very um, nice person. Um, he <clears throat> And this is someone who probably is around you, but it's not, pro- not probably someone you're going to be in love with or anything. But it's someone who's um, kind of really in control and analytical and professional. It's probably an older man, man older than yourself. Um, that's going to somehow influence your love life. And so um, usually this kind of man is something, it may have something to do with your job or something, um, but it could be like a lawyer or a doctor or a judge or something like that. But he's somehow going to, he represents someone who's like aloof and unemotional. So I don't know if he's representing someone else or you in the situation. The next card we have is the Knight of Pentacles, almost done. Uh, the Knight of Pentacles is a guy who, um, and it represents for you in this particular reading anyway, uh, something that's very, um, so he's very well off and very kind of, um, um, he's a new person in your life making tangible progress. So this person, and this is, I'm going to interpret all this in a second. I know this is all rambling to you right now, but just give me a second. Okay. And so, uh, he's, he's basically somebody who represents something that's kind of a new, uh, tangible progress in your life. And the last card we have is the Ace of Pentacles, which is a really wonderful card. Ace of Pentacles is, um, new beginnings and, and, and really, really great new beginnings, auspicious beginnings and just happy, happy, go, go, go. So th- what basically this is saying then basically is this it's saying overall it says there's some past relationship that you're clinging to that and it's either past or in the recent past or maybe you're still in it but there's some relationship that you may want to let go of because you're in a relationship with someone who may not be as committed to you or you were uh that you as you think he he is um and um in order to reach the next relationship you need to let go of this relationship or how you're interacting within this relationship in order to get to this really great guy, the page of cups card, and you're overthinking things. It seems like, and you're allowing your, um, your mind to get in the way of your heart. And instead of following your heart, you seem to be following your head. Uh, and so, and the last one is saying a new beginning. So yes, the next, the next 12 months, we see a new relationship for you. We see somebody who's going to be really, really right for you. And the page of cups card is a really nice, sweet guy who's just down to earth. And, and like I said, he's not like, um, the typical, I don't want to say typical gay guy, but typical, like, um, he's more mature 
he's more mature than yeah. you know what I mean than most gay guys I guess would be in your age range and um yeah so that's what I see so tell me if any of that makes any sense or not it, it really it's mind-blowing how much sunset makes because um as for past relationships and I think that card represents all of my past relationships because mm -hmm. from from them I've I've gained a lot of heartache and a lot of distrust. Yes. Um, for other guys. Yeah. And and so I am very much thinking with my head in that I don't want to get hurt again. So I'm kind of like blocking my emotions out when it when it comes to relationships, and I'm just so trying to think my way through in. them. Um, and as far as the the person possibly influencing my life, the king of swords, I think you mm -hmm. said it was, um, my boss, whom is gay, mm. um, I look up to him, I look up to him a lot because I didn't really have a father figure, mm -hmm. so I get a lot of advice from him, mm -hmm. and he's kind of sort of changed the way I view things, mm -hmm. um, um, so I don't really know if that's going to work out for the best or not, but I've, I'm kind of you know, testing the waters with the advice he's giving me. And, um, and I am currently talking to someone whom is very quiet. Um, and not so much outgoing, but he's very analytical. He doesn't have a lot of emotion to him. And, um, I'm a Pisces and I'm like boiling over with emotion. So <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to a robot sometimes. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm married to someone just like that. Trust me. I understand. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of trying to get in his mindset, and and I guess that's a part of my problem. I'm trying to think with my head too much and not just like letting it free flow and mm -hmm. you know work its course. So it, what, it makes a lot of sense. What do you what do you like? For example, my husband is like like the guy you're talking about. He's very analytical. I actually have called my husband a robot a million times. So he's like so unemotional about everything. And like I can hear a song, and it makes me cry. And I, I connect to music, or I connect to a character in a movie, or whatever. And I'm like crying and bawling. And he's like, "Oh, that's sad." You know, it's just like whatever. Um, so I understand what you mean, but that's not what I'm, my point is. It's, I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. And the reason is I've always said is like, I'm like you, I'm very emotional and open and whatever. Yeah. And, um, he's not. And I think that it works best because I've been in relationships with people like myself and it doesn't work because we're like two basket cases <laughs> all the time. So, you know, I mean, we're like, ah, I'm crying all the time or whatever, just over emotional. So I think it actually, it doesn't always work that way. But I think when you do find someone that is like that, if it does work out, I think it does because you kind of balance each other out. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, that's good. I'm glad that it made sense for you and, and you got something out of it. I think your boss, I think that King of Swords, I think you're right, he probably is your boss. And I think that uh, he's someone who's very analytical, who's got some money and he's kind of more in control and, and he's, he's objective. So that would make sense yeah, for him absolutely. to be the King of Swords. Um, and I think that you, may, you probably want to listen to him to change the way you're doing things. I think that probably makes sense. Yeah, that's good. That's great. So when are you, so you're not seeing anybody right now or you are? Um, I, I wouldn't say, well, I'm kind of seeing someone, um, we haven't really made it serious, but, okay. um, I've been messaging him and this is what I tend to do when I meet someone new. Um, and it's what I've been doing for some odd reason. It's really weird. But before I officially meet someone, I usually have either been texting them or messaging them through Facebook for 
a year or more and it's just worked out that way because of my schedule oh yeah or work or mm-hmm. anything and i just met his name is chris i just met him a couple weeks ago for the first time and he's really sweet nice guy um but i just can't seem to figure him out he's 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 a he's a difficult one and i I don't know if I told you this already through Facebook or whatever, but I, you know, I'm an interrogator for the National Guard. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy for me to pick up on people, and I just cannot, I cannot, and it bugs the living daylights out of me. I cannot figure this guy out, and it's just driving me crazy. That's uh, well, that's maybe that's maybe. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I'm just saying maybe that's a sign that maybe if you can't figure him out, first of all, I don't. Okay, how do I put this? I personally think that if you if you meet someone who is really hard to figure out or whatever, it's not necessarily a bad sign. However, yeah. if if you if you have been with them for a while and and you still don't know them a year later or six months later or whatever, I think that's probably a bad sign. You know what I mean? They're not letting you in yeah. or or they're not telling you everything or something's up. So I think that's not normal. Has it been a while or how many how many months have well, you known him or whatever? Or have you not met him yet he, or you have met him or what's the deal? No, I've I've met him. Okay. Like we met a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and because I was just on my way home, and he he randomly texted me, and I was in his city driving driving through his city to get to my house, and he was like, "I'm going to dinner with some friends. Do you want to go?" And I was I was really tired, and I and I just said, "Well, what the hell? I never get out, so fucking, I'm just gonna go." Um, and so I went. We had dinner. It was really nice. Bought my drink. And, um, and then we headed back to his place with the friends of ours, um, mutual friends of ours. And so it was really nice and we kind of sort of chatted. It wasn't, he's really quiet and I feel like I'm having to pry teeth to talk to him, mm-hmm. um, sometimes <laughs> and he, even face to face, but he, he uses a lot of metaphors and he's not very, you know, straight to the point. He likes to beat around the bush, mm-hmm. um, so it's really difficult to, you know, have consistent conversation with him. And that's one of my, you know, it's really difficult for me to, Connect. you know, get involved with someone who can't, right. you know, keep a conversation going. Of course. Well, that's a bad because sign. You- <laughs> that's that's not a good sign. I mean, look, I mean, when I, I'll just tell you that when I met my husband the first time, and this is the truth, I met him and it was like pulling teeth to get him to talk. He was just very quiet and it wasn't very forthright. And I'm, I'm a gabby guy, obviously. I talk all the time. Yak, yak, yak. Yeah. I talk, 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 right? But, uh, and so, but he also didn't really ask me much about myself or whatever. And so I was like, I left that date thinking I'm not going to see this guy yet. I'm like, whatever. And I liked him. I thought he was sweet. I thought he was cute. I thought all that stuff. Yeah. But I didn't feel that connection with him intellectually or anything because he wasn't talking to me much. And so, yeah. but we continued to talk over the phone after that and, and I gave him another chance. And then after a while he opened up and he became more, you know, verbose. But so have you only seen this guy a couple times or have you only seen him just once or what? No, yeah, I've seen him a couple times now. So I, I, that's why I'm trying to like not think about it so much. And yeah. Just like let things happen and yeah. unfold and yeah, you know, he's going to open up later. Um, and then if it doesn't work out, then we can just still be, continue to be friends and then I can move on. Um, that's right. That's right. Good point. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a great, great way to do it. Just, just give it, give it time and see where it goes. If it goes somewhere, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, you know, and move on. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. 
So what? Who cares? So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, I was going to ask you, what do you think about some of the things I talked about on the show tonight in terms of um, the topics, like um, about the um, the laws in Kansas trying to get people, gay people, not to be to be able to be turned away for service or for adoption or whatever just because they're gay. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, we might as well go back in a time machine and live back <laughs> in the slavery days because it, it, it's, uh, it just makes absolutely no sense to me. People are so backward. It drives me insane. And I've talked to you about, you know, my little small rural wool. I cannot say that word. Um, <laughs> rural. <laughs> yeah. um, town here in Georgia, and people are so so backwards oh, yeah. and I just can't stand it. That's why I'm like itching to move to Atlanta, someplace more liberal where they're more But you have to wait a few years, you said though, because you're, isn't that right? You have to wait a I'm couple sorry. years because of your agreement, your contract? Is yeah, it, well, yeah. Um, my National Guard contract, I can move anywhere in Georgia oh, and okay. my unit is actually in Atlanta. So if I do move in Atlanta in May, um, I'll actually be closer. So that'll be nice. But yeah, eventually I w- would like to like move to like a major metropolitan city like yeah. Los Angeles or San Diego or yeah. New York. Yeah. Well, good. So. Good. Uh, you should. <laughs> Cause you'll be much happier. <laughs> even though, I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, you'll be a lot happier there. Uh, don't you think though that people, I've always said this, that, that I always wonder why is it that people in small towns are so ignorant? And I think it's because they're not exposed to people that are different than they are. Most of the time they're around people just like themselves. And so you have all these people around you that are just constantly reinforcing your own beliefs and you're never getting input from people who think differently than you do. And so your, yeah, your mind doesn't expand, you know, you just, Oh yeah. What if you think like me, then um, you gotta be right. And instead of thinking outside the box. So don't you think that's the case with small towns and things like that? You know, I absolutely think that's the case. And I think I'm a prime example because I was one of the few um, out and open gay people in, in my town when I came out a couple years ago. I haven't been out long, but, you know, I came out with flying colors. <laughs> um, so, and once once I came out, a lot of people from, you know, my my peers and my age group came out, friends that I knew that I had no idea about. And... A lot of a lot of the town knows me now because you know I did come out and I'm doing something different, and um, it has grown a lot. But I will say it, I, you know, I've gotten some retaliation because of it too, um, because people are just so so wrapped around their beliefs and their um, you know ideology. ideology. So um, I think it yes, once your your mind is expanded and it can never go back. But some people are so stubborn that they, you know, they just can't push through that. So yeah, and they they refuse to think any differently. Um, because I, yeah. I I always say, I mean, especially if it comes to religion, but um, that's a whole different topic. But I mean, if people a lot of times the reasoning is because of their religious beliefs, and and they've been, I put it, I, I say they've been brainwashed into thinking what they think. And I know people don't like me to say that, and people are entitled to their religious beliefs. That's fine. But I I think honest honestly, if you are religious, and I'm not saying necessarily believe in God or whatever. Spiritual, but I'm saying religious, meaning that you have a doctrine you live your life by, Christianity or Methodist or 
Presbyterian or whatever, Catholicism, whatever, Judaism, if you have a doctrine you live your life by, then you are um, sort of brainwashed by that belief. And so if you, anything outside of that, a lot of times people don't have any room for. And some of the most intelligent people in the world I know are highly religious people, yet they have this side of them that is, oh, well, my, my Bible says this, so... I can't like gay people. Gay people need to go to hell. I mean, it's just like, you know, even though they know themselves in their own mind intellectually, that that doesn't make any sense. So it just baffles my mind. I really don't, I really don't get it, but who knows? Who knows? Did I tell you about my friend Caleb, by the way, that I wanted to introduce you to? Hello? Uh-oh. Hello? Hello? Um... Oh, I must have lost him. Well, I guess we lost John. <laughs> oh, his phone died. Okay. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's okay. That's no problem. Well, I'm glad you called in. You got to call into the show, John. Um, hold on a second. Um, <laughs> his phone apparently died. I was here talking. I was like, does he really listen to what I'm saying? Um, but I wanted to say thank you for calling into the show. Oh, there you are. Hold on. Are you there? Hi. Hi, your phone died. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. It didn't give me any warning or anything. It was just like, whoop, and it was gone. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I was just babbling on about crap. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but no, I just was I was just asking you what you thought about the, um, how kind of, do you think it's kind of weird how some people could be so intelligent um, about about things, intellectually intelligent, and yet also have this belief system that tells them that gays are evil and wrong and believe that, you know what I mean? It's like people, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's baffling to me. I did, but I was going to ask you also, did you know, did I tell you about my friend Caleb or not? You, you did tell me about Caleb. Yeah. Um, and I've been meaning, I, I mean, I have no way of, you know, searching for him. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's no, yeah. I need to tell, I wanted to have him call into the show one time and have him meet you that way at least. And so you could talk okay. to him, but yeah, he's sort of in a similar situation. He's, um, he has a, he's a partner though, but he's, he's got, um, and he's sort of, uh, he's in the middle of a, a small town in Alabama though, instead of Georgia. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so I don't know if which one's worse. I, I think probably Alabama, but you may, you may disagree <laughs> with me, but anyway, I don't know. Um, but, but I think the two of you would have a lot in common. I think you're the same age range, about the same age actually. And, uh, both from small towns, both gay and both living around those crazy nut jobs out there. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so having to deal with that, I was going to ask you though, did you tell me about your parents and coming out to your family or, or not? Oh, no, I did not. What happened I was with... very fortunate. Yeah. Um, in my coming out story, I came out when I was 20 for my birthday. I always say it was a gift to myself. Um, and so when I did come out, I only told, I first told my best friend, Krista, and then it kind of spread from there. But I was very unfortunate in that, you know, a lot of my family may not agree because they are like super Christians and they're Baptists mm -hmm. and they go to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. However, they didn't let that stop them from accepting me. Good. And, um, you know, that's amazing. Sticking, yeah. Sticking by me. And I was really surprised. Like none of my family shunned me or anything. So I consider myself really lucky because I know people, um, a lot of people have it a lot harder than I did. So I was really, really grateful mm -hmm. for that. And my family is really, um, my entire family is really open and they're willing to accept, you know, people for who they are and not, you know, push their beliefs on someone else. So. Well, you're very fortunate then. <laughs> you're very, very, <laughs> yeah, very lucky. Extremely fortunate. I was at all. 
I was really at awe, and it it really um, uh, made me love my family that much more. So yeah, you should. You should absolutely uh, love them for that. Uh, so are they, are they? Well, Mike, let me ask you this though: They've accepted you mm-hmm. for being gay, but have you brought anybody home yet? In terms of that, you you haven't dated anyone that you really cared to introduce your family yet, have you, or anything like that? Oh no, I've introduced my family to. Um, one or two people. Okay. Um, I can't seem to get up past a certain month in my <laughs> dating life, but um, <laughs> um, I think I'm cursed or something. No, you're not. No, you're uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have introduced, um, you know, um, boyfriends to family, and they, you know, I'm obviously, you know you have the respect for the house or whatever. You're not going to do anything. Well, well, no, don't, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but they're very welcoming and they treat him, whoever he may be, you know, um, as part of the family too. So, well, um, good, good. And so really grateful for that. And what about, did I, I thought I saw you kissing a guy who was, who was, I think he was African American. Was he African American in one of your, he's actually, uh, he's actually mixed. Biracial African American, but you know, Okay. Well, I, no. um, but yeah, I didn't actually get to introduce him to anyone because it didn't last that long. Uh-huh. I really need to take that picture down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was like you were somebody you were dating right now. I didn't know. Yeah. No, no, I really need to take that picture down. It's very outdated. Um, but he was actually deaf, mm-hmm. and it was a really interesting experience. Um, he taught me some sign language, and I was teaching him how to speak because he. He um, got a fever, a really high fever, when he was um, just a baby, and it killed his hearing. So he doesn't know how to form words properly and sound them out because he doesn't know what they sound like. So he was teaching me how to sign, and I was teaching him how to speak. How sweet. It was really interesting. It didn't last too long, but he's a nice guy, and we still um, chat every once in a while. But I was going to, well, so do you think your family would be accepting of him? I mean, would they have a problem with race over over being gay, or are they accepting of that as well? Um, yeah, um, like I said, my family, uh, they're one of a kind. They, they accept you for who you are, what you look like, what your skin color is, regardless. Um, so they sound like, real, they sound like real Christians, not like the fake ones. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. We're all like charity and love and we're not, yes. you know, fire and brimstone. We're not that. That's great. Um, because yeah, it's really great. So, well, good. Good. You've been very oh, lucky. God. What? You've been very lucky. I, I truly, truly, truly have. Yeah, I'm really grateful. Okay. Well, um, what's one more thing I was going to ask you? Um, your, you said so. Do you have actual friends, gay friends, in your town where you live? And you said Krista, a friend of yours, or whatever. I don't know if she's there where you are now, but do you have actual gay friends that live around you or is it just you by yourself, like an Island? I have, um, <laughs> one gay friend. His name is Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been friends for a couple of years now. He's fabulous, you know, super fabulous. <laughs> um, so I love him, but you know, in my town, it's really hard to find, um, you know, a quote unquote gay guy who's, you know, it's not some, you know, just a fantasy trying to be fulfilled or, yeah. um, and I recently about three months ago, maybe that's not recent, but I, I got rid of my, you know, like all the apps like grinder and Jack, I got rid of all those because I really, 
um, I wanted to meet people, you know, face to face and mm-hmm. you know, get rid of that screen. So that's good. I think that was a very smart thing to do. I mean, when I was your age, I sound so old because I am, I guess. But when I was your age, we didn't have Grinder and, and that kind of stuff. You know, we, I we I I met people online a lot though that way. But I but I, you know, most of the time we meet people in person. That's out and about or at a bookstore. I don't mean like that kind of bookstore. I mean, you know, like a bookstore, like a restaurant or whatever. And I would be out and about and that's how I would meet people, run into people or be introduced to them. So it was very yeah. different than it is now where almost everybody, almost every gay guy I know meets people through things like that or apps or manhunt or whatever. And I think if you really want something uh, real, it's kind of hard to expect to find it there, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, and I'm a really personal personable kind of person. I like to meet people face to face. Yeah. Well, you seem to be, well, that's good. That's good. Well, anything else you want to add about, uh, anything um, you want to say or talk about or anything before you go? Um, no, I think you need to have your own talk show like on TV so I can just watch you all day long. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, <laughs> cause literally all I do, all I do during my work day is listen to the archives that really, passes my time by really quickly. Oh my so. God. I love that. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and it really helps me brush up on my gay culture because I'm so sheltered and I, I really don't have a television or anything. I just want to, I want to send you a, really I want to send you a gay box of like just gay stuff. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, that'd be awesome. like just like gay, I don't know what, like, I don't know what the fuck it would be in it, but you know, just like, so every month you have like the gay box that comes to your house and like, here's my <laughs> dose of gayness for the month, you know, anyway. Um, but no, yeah, I thank you. Appreciate that. I really do. And, um, I, I'm, it's been, I'm being, it's been glad, I've been glad to have met you and, um, hope that you'll continue to listen and, um, call into the show and talk to me and stuff. You're a nice guy. And, um, if I can ever give you advice about anything, I'm happy to do it. So that's why I'm here. So absolutely. Thanks so much. Donovan. You're welcome. I really appreciate I'll it. talk to you later, John. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay, everybody. Well, that was John. He's a really sweet guy, and uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing more from him on the show in the future. And also, um, wanted to say uh, that if you if you have something you want advice on or questions about, you can feel free to email me at info at offlimitsshow dot com. You can message me on Facebook or Twitter. You can also um, go on offlimitsshow.com and post a comment anywhere there. And uh, you can listen to the show and call in if you want to as well. Anytime, anytime I'm happy to call in the show, feel free to call in and I'm happy to talk to you about whatever's on your mind. Uh, hopefully it's relevant to what we're talking about, but it doesn't always have to be. So I hope you have a great night and I'll be back uh, later in the week. Good night, everybody, and have a gay old time. Good night. What is a Fisher House? It's a place where families can stay close by while our military and veterans are treated for wounds and illnesses, seen or unseen, at military and VA hospitals. Because a family's love is the best medicine of all. Learn more at fisherhouse.org.